everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in Ghosts of Saltmarsh, uh, the final enemy, part one. Uh, we are going into the end chapters of the main main quests for Ghosts of Saltmarsh, so there's still more to do after this, hopefully. Uh, so, with that, today is October 10th, Super Spooky 2019, and you are loved. That is a very important thing to remember, and it is something that we like to say at the beginning of every single one of our shows for you guys to listen Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where we do a series of actual play podcasts. Now, if you support us on Twitch and you're looking to uh, possibly catch up on old games, consider going to youtube.com slash indoor adventures or search up indoor adventures anywhere that podcasts can be found that is where you will find us however if you support us on all of those ways as well as twitch but you still want to give more consider going to patreon.com slash indoor adventures where you gain access to our after show called nights in the courtyard where we answer questions not only from each other but also from the community at large and hold me to this please but by the end of this weekend i would like to put up the base rules for ord stone so that way you guys can start getting in and testing out the game uh, I am planning on bringing it to uh, to Gen Con next year. Maybe not as like an actual booth, but like, hey, if you see the indoor adventurer dressed up as a goblin named Click Clack, uh, play him in some dice games, and you could possibly win some dice and some uh, and the rule set. So it'll be fun. Uh, but. With that, we also have uh, bit.ly slash adventure merch, where you can pick up quite a selection of merch already, but uh, that is because it goes directly to our Streamlabs merch store, because I just haven't had the time uh, to switch it over to the new store. But I am going to be doing that by the end of this month, because uh, that is when the subscription that I accidentally paid for is going to run out. So until then, feel free to just go to the Streamlabs merch store uh, and you will find good things there. Other than that, that is it for my spiel. So, Reeves, where can we find you? Alright, who are you playing? Sorry, I went into the end bit. Hi, I'm Reeves. I'm playing uh, Omen Dark and Ham. They use he, him, or they, them, and I use he, him. I'm Cyber. I'm playing Albus, the Kalashtra Barb. We use he, him pronouns. Hi, everyone. I'm Kylan. I play Jill Fan, who is a half-elf cleric. Uh, we both use she, her. And I am the indoor adventurer. I use he, him, and tonight I shall be your dungeon master. So... Uh, as you audiocast listeners are probably cluing into, as well as you visual uh, enjoyers of this series, our dear friend Dingo uh, is currently not with uh, currently not with us this evening. But we have been given permission to continue on the story uh, in the meantime. So, last we left off, you guys finally made your way back to Saltmarsh after about half a month. Uh, all things told in travel time. Upon arriving back, you found out that at the Snapping Line, which has become quite a prominent bar in Saltmarsh, more so than it already was, that the, uh, that the patrons of this bar had been partaking in a green lobster, uh, which Albus, you recognize as Chul. 
Uh, there was a brief moment of misunderstanding where Hish thought that people had been eating your babies. Uh, this was not the case. Chul just seemed to sort of have begun spawning around you. With that, uh, you all had, uh, minus Albus, a brief encounter with, uh, with Hish's family. Uh, and Albus, during that time, you were, uh, welcoming a chul that had fallen, uh, had followed you all the way from the abbey, who, upon its word, would teach these young chul the old ways. Later that night, Albus, you were awoken by a clattering at your door, to which you opened it up and found that there were a good 20 individuals from the town of Saltmarsh, all with lightly glowing eyes that were looking at you and seemed to communicate to you in one larger thought weft. Yalvis, you didn't like this at all, so you sent them away, uh, but that is a thing that has happened uh, in the past. Also, at this point, this following day, you are all called forth to the Acquisitions Incorporated headquarters because uh, the majority of you had done so well in your jobs that you were going to be getting to the rank two, uh, the second grouping of abilities for both the Loremonger as well as the Obviator. Our Hordes person is gone, uh, and Jill, you are already rank two. You, you, your personal review was under Omen Drawn, let's be real. And where we last left off was the sounds of a cart emanating a very bassy, uh, almost melodic tune as a halfling, a very aged looking halfling, wearing light purple uh, colored robes, a shawl, very large pearls that she has around her neck, white hair, uh, elongated staff, comes into the headquarters of Team Salt Bay. And she proceeded to ask, which of you fuckers were on Team Salt Bay? Uh, that's kind of shattering this illusion of very kind-hearted, kind-natured uh, grandma. That is when you heard the sound of your teammate, Tabitha, yelling, Grandma! And then rushing forward and giving her a large hug. Uh, so what would you guys like to do? Uh, as Tabitha squeezes and then uh, sets this little halfling down. Uh, and then they look over towards the group of you. Uh, I I believe we are the the fuckers. And this halfling grandma looks you up and down, raises an eyebrow. You could be, and just kind of struts forward uh, a little bit, and then says, "All right, well, I've been sent." from headquarters to make sure that, well, you're basically doing what your gear has, has said that you've been doing. It's it's fairly easy. Uh, mostly just to see if you guys are, you know, still enjoying everything that you've been doing so far. If there's any changes that you would like to be made, uh, we can definitely take care of that now. But, ooh, all right. This is going to take uh, a long time so let's just let's get the first one over with uh do you have a decisionist we do not all right uh oh. well what do you do dear and she looks up at you with these very like the same kind of eyes as when you look into somebody and they're so brown that they almost just seem like black dots well um i am this party's uh, documenter, actually. 
Documancer, that's so nice. Well, let's start with you then. What's your name? Jill Fan. Well, Jill Fan. Well, Jill Fan. I'm Rosie. It's nice to meet you. And uh, she will just kind of begin walking through the headquarters. Uh, doesn't really seem to know where she's going. She might have been told a room to use for this process. Uh, but she actually leads you to a small room that actually has a desk set up almost specifically for this purpose. Um, so, uh, Albus, you and Hish and Ullman have been, uh, have been left. Uh, is there anything that the three of you would like to do during this time? That's Tabitha's this grandmother? Tabitha, that's your, your grandmother? Tabitha nods and says, it's a big family. Uh, okay. I have a brother who's a half-orc. He's not allowed near the cart anymore. I see. Well, then. Are, do you, this is going to come off a little strong. I'm, I'm, I'm probably sure. But do you have a family? Or are you like an orphan, don't know who your parents are style adventurer? I have a family. Okay. Thank you. Just checking. The Beastinger family is, is rather wide. And most of what we do is that, well, we find orphans and people in need caring about and we bring them on in. Well, that's a noble pursuit. And uh, at that, Rosie sticks her head out of the office and just, Documancer? Jill? You? Going to be coming oh, at all? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, on my way, yep. <laughs> and Rosie just sort of laughs to herself and says, Well, I thought you were right behind me. I, are you sure? You look like you're... Mm. Hmm. And she just like scans up and down. You don't seem like you'd be light-footed. Uh, uh well, yes, but, uh, I'm not as clanky as some clerics. <laughs> Ooh, cleric, that's so nice. And then Rosie will close the door behind the two of you. Uh, and she sits down, uh, and you can see that she just kind of, uh, sitting on this chair, it looks like it is, uh, too big for her being halfling proportions so she just kind of brings her feet up sets a shawl over her legs uh and then proceeds uh to uh just look at you and say so you're uh you're the level two documancer correct oh, that's nice it's very nice now is there anything that i should know about your friends before we get into this whole mess um, well, that depends. Uh, like, what sort of, like, you know, like, you know, oh, what's their favorite food? Or like, so-and-so is an asshole. Like, what are you looking for here? <laughs> I'm willing for, I'm willing to hear about anything and everything. I love it. Favorite foods? Let me know. Grandma makes some mean baked goods. Well... Actually, that would be a question better suited for Ullman. He's actually our party's um, cook. Uh, okay. 
But, um, no, I don't suppose I have anything to report. <laughs> and she just sort of nods and says, well, um, this is more of a formality. Uh, I'm going to be your one of your points of contact uh, for rank two. Uh, when you all reach rank three, uh, we'll send somebody down again. But if you need anything, just let me know. Uh, are you seeing anybody? Uh, I'm sorry? Well, uh, look, I have a lot of sons. I have a lot of grandsons. I have a lot of granddaughters. I'm not judging. Uh, Jill is... She's uh, normally a pretty pale individual, but her, her face is going to, uh, you know, have like a little pinkish tint to it. She'll say, I think I'm quite all right on that matter. Thank you. <laughs> she just brings her hands up and says, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Just figured I would ask. Now, you've proven to Omen that you're skilled at documancy. How best do you think that you can continue to use Documancy to reach rank three? Um, well, I suppose the first time that I increased my uh, rank in Documancy, uh, I spent a lot of time, a lot of time and effort into drafting some negotiations between the town of Saltmarsh and the lizard folk tribe out in the swamps um, for the benefit of both parties. So I imagine continuing to do things like that, I would say. Okay. Insight check, what does she want from me? <laughs> Make an insight check. I'm feeling so scrutinized. <laughs> 25. You get the feeling that she's just kind of a gossip. Uh -oh. She's just looking <laughs> to talk to you just because she has you here, so why not? Okay. I guess she'll kind of relax a little bit. I'm I'm not the high boss. I you don't have to worry about me. Uh well, okay. I mean I don't know. I like drafting contracts i have a lot of experience with contracts don't mind writing up contracts you sound like our documancer and i think that's fine i think it is she's great she's a queen doesn't want to be but she is a queen uh, not trying to flex, but, uh, and she, you can see, just, like, does, like, a little old lady flex as she does. A little bit of a flex, but okay. Well, I have a prince on my team, too, but he's, mm, don't let him know that you know. Uh, right. Our anyway. team certainly pales in comparison. No, it's, it was never about, you know, comparing teams. It was never about that. I'm... I'm the cartographer. It makes things easier for me to, when traveling if I have a lot of stories to go with it. And Grandma has only so many stories that don't involve other people. 
So when I get to talk to individuals like you, I like to know more about it. So on my journeys, it's easier to remember locations that I'm going to. I see. An interesting perspective. A little bit. Now, Jill, and she puts her hand out and just like little old lady hand on top of yours. You've been great. You're doing fine. I've been with Ack Inc. for a long time. Is there any questions that you have for me? Uh. Hmm. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Notification just popped up on my computer. Uh, okay. Um. I don't suppose at this time. Uh, I'm, you know, content with the way things are going. And I guess, you know, as I hopefully continue to go. And she just pats your pats the top of your hand. Just keep your chin up, kid. You're going to do great. Thank you. All right. Do you enjoy toying with your friends? Just grandma, grandma to cleric. Um, because I can pick who goes next, or you can. It really depends. I'm not particularly um, skilled in that. What, what do you have in mind? Oh, I was legitimately just going to pick. Uh, my questioning is going to be a little bit mm, more rigid, I would say. Going into the next rounds, you've already earned rank two. That's fine. Oh, I see. I see. Um, well, honestly, I'm trying to think of who would be the most nervous. I don't think, I think if you tried with Albus, he genuinely wouldn't understand what was going on. No offense to him. Ullman might. Ullman might get nervous. But I'm not sure. <laughs> Why do you think they'd get nervous? I don't know. He seems like the kind of person who just wants to make people happy. And you see Rosie get a very wide smile on her face. Send him in. Uh, okay. Well, should I look? Should I look worried? She nods. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, pleasure meeting you. Lovely talking to you. It was lovely getting to know you, dear. And uh, she'll scoot on out, and then she'll, like, close the door behind her, and then, like, look over at, at Ullman with a, a serious look on her face and be like, um, it's your turn. All right. He closes the, the sketchbook that he was doodling in and stands up and walks past you. How was it? She just kind of like has that look on her face, like, mm, well. Make a deception like, uh, check. Ah, <laughs> uh, her strong suit. Uh, 
five. <laughs> Is that insight on my side? Yeah. Eleven. Okay. Yeah, you know Jill is full shit right now. Okay. Omen looks almost nervous for a second and then squints his eyes and just <laughs> Alright. Sure. She'll try and like keep up the facade until you go into the room and then she'll just be like, damn it. <laughs> uh so Omen, when you enter into this room. Uh, you see that there is a small fire going in the fireplace. Uh, this older halfling that had come in is sitting on a large seat. Uh, she has her legs tucked over with a shawl and she's, uh, she's looking towards the fire and she looks over and just, oh, you're, you must be the obviator, Olman. Uh, would you mind making an old woman a cup of tea? And she motions towards a sidebar where you can see that the uh, that there is a pot of water and then some small herbs that are set out. I would love to. He goes over there and starts prepping. Uh, while I'm prepping, can I quickly try to obviate her? Yes, you can. Sixteen, which I think gets it. Yeah, fifteen is the DC. Uh, favorite sweet, favorite umami, and favorite protein. Okay. Uh, so your favorite sweet, uh, is liquor. Uh, actually, it is, uh, it's more of like a Jaeger slash absinthe, uh, more of like a, a licorice flavored liquor. Um, her favorite umami food, uh, you know, is like a really nice hearty steak. Uh, and her favorite protein we can't talk about on a live stream. Rosie B. Stinger, everybody. All right, all right. Go to jail! <laughs> just noted as not safe for work okay uh do you want me to roll to prepare this tea yes uh i would like for you to make an insight check Fifteen. Okay, so as you look down at the tea leaves you realize that there are uh it looks like some of them have been picked at more than others, so just based off of the proportions that you can see being taken out, you have a pretty easy guess uh, at how best to make this tea. And yeah, so you end up setting it on the pot, and as you uh, as you come over uh, and kind of set it down, she says, oh, you can take a seat uh, when you're ready. Olman, um, was it? That is me, yes. Uh, uh, I didn't catch your name. I'm Rosie. Rosie Beestinger. Uh, Lovely meeting you. Likewise. It said in your... On your application that you were an experienced-oriented in, uh, individual? I suppose. Uh, I enjoy 
helping others. And it takes me a lot of places, and I like the things I see there. That's a, that's a really good outlook on it. Um, now, what, what led you to want to be an obviator? Hmm. It seemed the most interesting at the time. I liked the idea at the time of trying to hone my insight. Uh, I realized that if I can rely on anyone, it is myself, and I need to be able to assess the best of any situation so I can make the best decisions to bring the most good, hopefully. And she nods. Uh, and that, that you hear that the kettle is, uh, is warm enough now. Uh, so you finish making the tea and you hand her a cup and she takes a sip. This is really good. Thank you. So what Jill said was right. You are the ship's, uh, you are the ship's cook. Yes. Uh, I was thinking hearty steak for dinner tonight. And you see she kind of nods and nice and then takes a sip uh, and looks at you and says, when we were reviewing, a lot of your questions were to your friends about food oriented things. Is that how is that how you go about cooking? Uh, I had a lot of time in which I thought I would hone my skill on the ship. Uh, and as the cook, I thought maybe I'd try to figure out what my shipmates liked without asking them so that I could just start preparing them and surprise them. Now, Can I get your sugar cookie recipe, by the way? I just realized that Tabitha loves those, and I would really, I would have a great time surprising her with those. And she looks at you and says um kind of like looks you up and down and she says you know if you were interested you could get more than my sugar cookie recipe oh really <laughs> she nods uh and then you see her kind of like uh she just keeps sipping her tea then looks to the fire and just starts just chuckling to herself uh <laughs> And then she looks back at you and says, um, what questions did you look at me for? Uh, same three I usually ask. Which are? Uh, favorite sweet, favorite umami, and favorite protein. And at that, you see her. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> oh <laughs> she just sets it down sorry <laughs> I, it's fine I don't have a problem with it I find it more amusing than anything well feel like having a good laugh <laughs> I am uh married unfortunately well 
Fair enough. Loyalty is hard to come by these days. But? You seem like you're experience-oriented enough that your loyalty will get you far in life. That's my hope. You know, for obviators, that it's more of the same at rank two. But it'll be at rank three that you really start coming more into yourself. So how do you think that you can get to rank three? So far, you've gotten to rank two with just food questions. Well... I'm currently trying to figure out how to ask better questions. I know there's information that I want, and I need to figure out how to get it in the, the limitations that my obviator questions put me in. So that, that's what I'm working on now, and I figure that'll take me a while, and I'll guess on more people in the meantime, and that'll I'll make rank three somewhere in there. She nods and says, you'll get it someday. You got this. And then uh, she says, um, send in, uh, send in the tall glass of water. He is very wet. And uh, at that, she just takes another sip of her tea. I'll send him in. Have a, a great rest of your day. You as well, Ullman. And congratulations again. Thank you. Oh, and I would love a recipe book if you wanted to send me one. And she'll look at you. Uh, and she says... Um, I don't really have a book of it. It all comes from here. And she pats her heart. Then I'll just make the best sugar cookies I can. She nods. Make an insight check. 21. You feel like Rosie has the recipe somewhere, but now she feels scorned and she doesn't want to share. I'll use my heart. Look, that's the secret. <laughs> it's love. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Ullman, who do you send forth? Uh, Albus, uh, it's your turn next. Wrong glass of water. <laughs> but Albus goes. Okay. It's out of character. <laughs> so, Albus, uh, once you're inside, you see that Rosie is still sitting in her large chair. Uh, at this point, she has used the staff of the master to draw forth the kettle uh, and is currently just sort of tipping it into uh, her teacup. And she says, oh, uh, you're the one I must have heard so much about. And would you like tea? Do you drink tea? Coffee person? Uh, I think I'm fine for now. Thank you. Okay. She sets her tea kettle off to the side. Olman 
said that you were an Ababaha? What does that mean? I'm, I'm sorry. And... I don't know how to put... He said a word, it started with an... You Detect know... thoughts? Okay. Uh... You feel like she's trying to goad you. Did did Omen actually tell her? Yes. Uh, I believe the word was Apolith. That's the one. That is, that is fair. And she just again, she seems to be touching everything with her staff. It, not... Is that giving her? It, whenever I say the word, is that triggering in her anything? Does she know what an Apolith is? Uh. She do. She do? She do. How she how's she thinking about it? Uh there's a reason she's not touching anything with her hands directly. Okay. It's just kind of staying to the back and she says, So, um How did you hear about this job? I was uh traveling with Omen at the time. Okay. And simply followed you know i've not really heard of abolites doing the whole traveling thing that's common is it impressive i mean i'm sure most of them don't look like me right now no either. they do not right hence why I'm here doing this. From what I understand, you reached the the limit in your lore mongering jar? Pulls out his, his jar. Uh, yes. That is usually how we determine going up in the ranks to lore monger levels one or rank one through two. I've seen people take so long to fill it up. They think that they just... What are, What have you been filling it up with? You know, travel logs. Uh, plots from cults of Tharsten. Cults of who now? Um, the... Does any of this trigger? I still I haven't. The been detect on it. thoughts is that she everything she has been on the level, kind of uh, speaking to you. Uh, and when you say uh, cults of Tharizdin, she more has to like you said who now? Apparently, an imprisoned god. No, I I, I know who he is, but. Did you She draws a thumb over her neck. It was not a position that I could take at the moment. Okay, well, um So you like talk to them? Yes. Okay. Did they want anything? passage uh to the mainland for 
as payment for a certain favor. What was the favor? I'd rather not say. That's all right. That's fine. I understand. Sometimes deals have to be made under the table. That's okay. Now, as a lore monger, why why did you pick lore monger? I uh You seem to know a lot more about Avalis than Omen did. He's well, I was going to say he's a good boss, but he's not that either. He's he's honestly a big dumb with a lot of money, but his heart's in the right place. And the feeling when she says that you get Albus when she says his heart's in the right place uh, is a feeling of permanence. Like, his heart's in the right place. The right place for punching. <laughs> I, uh, since I look like this, I don't have the same, uh, access to knowledge that I apparently did. I don't remember. And so I'm compensating for something. She looks you up and down just, so are you planning on just using Akink's knowledge pool? You, you putting back in? I mean, I would assume you're putting back in. You've, you've capped your jar. At least this uh, one. I would posit that it speaks for itself. I would assume so. Loremongering was not something I was ever good at. But someone has to be good at it, right? Right. And thankfully, that someone's you. So, is there anything that I should know about the about your your last friend the other the well the tall glass of water outside Olman? no green skin tusks really handsome i'm pretty sure i've read the book that he's from before <laughs> it was pretty no me no he's just a dude all right. Sounds good. Well, if that is the case, um, this is for you. And she reaches down, uh, like, beneath the shawl. Uh, she kind of has the saddlebag tucked away. Uh, and she pulls out what looks like a small, uh, like a small uh, networking kit almost like you see that there is a uh, a little mechanical attachment that would fit perfectly at the end of the nozzle for your jar of whispers uh and she says that uh if you just attach this upgrade to your current jar uh that you will uncap your data plan uh and be able to then put in more into the jar of whispers as well as access uh as well as access other uh other whisper jars that have also reached is, this level is rosie telling me to download more ram yes 
She's a grandmother. Of course she's telling you to download more RAM. Alright. And she asked me to bring Hish in, or...? Uh, yeah, she asks to call for Hish. Uh, and so then once you exit, uh, you're the only one who received any kind of upgrade uh for your gear and are you guys waiting for hish or are you all going to be setting out we'll wait. i think we'd wait okay Don't be fair so uh partial uh part of the way through uh this interview you hear a uh, a very loud exclamation coming from inside of the interviewing room uh and when uh and it is very quickly after that that hish uh comes out of the room just saying nope 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 it's gross it's gross and rosie just says it's fine i mean yeah you have to wear it around your waist but you're the one who asked for the design uh and you see that rosie is holding up a fanny pack uh, just like Hish had initially asked, but you see that there is a, uh, a faux leather tongue that is kind of hanging out of it, that is panting, uh, almost like a dog. Didn't you know this? About Horde's person, and Hish turns around and just... It's weird! Really, Good... really weird! Good gods, what is that? <laughs> It's your living, it's your living hordes person's bag. Does it really have to breathe? <laughs> it doesn't really. Does a mimic breathe? I don't know. I don't either. I was hoping you would know. <laughs> Why does it have to have a tongue? This is, oh gods. It's really the tongue that makes it weird, honestly. Oh, I don't like that. Oh. and Rosie just kind of shrugs and uh, Hish just turns and says look I'll think about it I'll think about it and Rosie just sort of shrugs and says uh, consider this interview on hold then and sort of gives a, a sly wink towards Hish and you see Hish's back kind of straightens up a little bit. Just turns on his heel and then begins walking out. Well, I suppose that concludes our business here. And uh, Rosie just nods uh, and says that she's going to be uh, she's going to be here for the next couple days. She's come a long way, uh, so she might as well just camp out. She doesn't have anywhere necessarily to be. Grandmothers never do, but always exactly where they need to be. I look over at Rosie and I'm like, uh, I actually don't know what Obviator Rank 2 is. I was never informed what the ranking process was. <laughs> for what? Sorry. For, for Obviator. Well... And she pulls out a, a very tiny ledger that looks like it says Acquisitions Incorporated Handbook on it. Uh, and she begins flipping through it with the sound of accompanying page turns. Uh, so, 
at rank two. Um, you can, uh, when you look through the obviator's lens, you can use a bonus action to make them function as eyes of minute seeing or eyes of the eagle. And those are both magical eyes. Do I have a lens? Do you? You have a body that can generate anything that you want. You don't, it's not a, like, as long as you have a lens to look through, that counts as your obviator's lens. I just didn't even know I had a lens this whole time. <laughs> I just, I just thought that this you was like an going insight like check, like, brain <laughs> thinking real hard. Nope. Been neat. In need of using a lens, but again, your body can create objects. Okay. So I always figured that it was like a spyglass, like Ham puts one hand up in a tube, and then extends out, and there's just an eyeglass, and then collapse it back in. Deal with it. Yes, Great. as, as Kylan time. put in our chat, a gooey lens. So... Uh, yeah, Rosie explains, uh, the updates for your obviator abilities. Honestly, I guess I should just ask if there's one of those books in our house and read it myself. <laughs> and she nods, uh, and says, um, it actually, like, motions for Tabitha to go and get it for you. Uh, and she just looks all excited to be doing any kind of chore for Grandma. But yeah, you guys are uh, you guys are no longer under the obligation of Acquisitions Incorporated job reviews. Uh, what would the three of you like to do in the meantime? Uh, Hish isn't with us. No, Hish is it's currently uh, Hish is currently setting off, uh, kind of down the hill. Just nope, 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 nope. Uh, and then there is a nope, nope, and then hands go to their side. Shit! Fuck, Dad. Turns and looks at the three of you. The autograph. Oh. He got the autograph from Jim Dark Magic, and then we hopped on a boat. And we've been gone for twenty days. Oh. We were supposed to take it to the. That's fine. This is fine. I am. Um... <clears throat> I'm going to see about taking a trip or hopefully the lizard folk are still here and I can give them the autograph. Uh, okay, will you be fine doing this on your own? I think so. Alright. We can have the lizard folk take me there if, if it's really an issue i mean we know where they're at and they don't really i mean we're cool now we are cool where's the autograph well i had it on my person and then we went on the boat and so i left it in my cabin and then well then when we got back to land i forgot about it in the cabin because i hadn't really thought about it in about 20 days or so uh, until I was leaving Ak Inc, I was really upset because that grandma's a lot. Yeah, she is. 
Omen just like stares at the ground for a second. Oh. She's a nice person. Oh, I'm sure she is, Jill. I'm sure she's real nice. Still felt weird. I don't know if I like her yet. She'll just kind of give like a confused look because I guess she was the only one that wasn't propositioned. <laughs> And uh, Hish says, I'm going to go and I'm going to grab the autograph and then I'm going to spend the evening with my family. Uh, or I guess it's midday. You guys went here at the beginning of the day. So Hish is uh, just going to kind of like, she's just going to get on this immediately. Oh, you know, I have my book on how to speak lizard folk that I haven't read yet if you want to read it on the way over. <laughs> and Hish thinks about it and then nods yes, that that would probably be uh, advantageous. Okay, well, it's actually back on my cabin, but you have to go there anyway to get it's the fine. autograph. So, all right, <laughs> we'll do that. Okay. So yeah, Hish and Jill are going off to grab book and photograph, or and autographed photograph, respectively. Uh, whenever Hish uh, heads out and is probably too far away to hear, Albus is going to be like, "Wait, you're the horde person, and we need to get paid." Okay, uh, and uh, at that there is a uh, there is a skidding stop by Hish. He then turns and looks at you and rushes over and says, you can take it from that weird fucking hordes bag that that old lady has. Okay. And then he, she, he, and then Hish turns and then begins walking away again. Just bring me my money later. She'll yell back at the other two. Alvis is going to go play with the horde person bag. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Yeah, the hordes person bag as you, uh, as you are like uh, kind of getting, you have to attune to it slightly in order to be able to use it. Uh, and as you do, you're really just kind of like lolling it in your hands and it is just like, it is rolling and seemingly having a good time. It doesn't really have a, a ability to move by itself, uh, but just the fact that you are by it, it seems to appreciate. Okay. I've, I don't know how much I'm supposed to get paid, and Alex really doesn't have a concept of the value of money, so he's just gonna be like, uh, probably back at his house, like taking money out of the okay. horse person bag. Sounds good. So, all things considered, uh, do I know the the pay as well? I think I should. Yes, I would go with you probably. Okay, so <laughs> I can. We do actually have to count this out for each of us. All right, so from the original hiring that you guys had been paid, you are going to receive uh, 10,000 gold pieces to split four ways. So you each get 2,500. And then uh, as the days are going to go on, 
Uh, you guys are also en going to end up getting paid by Osmandius uh, under the guise of a Mariner's Guild uh, to be owed, uh, I believe, that it is 500 gold per person. Okay. Yes. And that is what he was able to spare uh, towards the lot of you. Uh, one more time. Uh, three thousand gold per person. Total. Three or thirty. Three. Three k. Yes, that is how much you guys have been given. Uh, and then of course there was also the other stuff that you guys had found. Uh, in the treasure room of the temple. Uh, which was the breastplate, a bag of holding, uh, and then a various amount of gems. Uh, Albus has a bag of holding, so... Yeah, if anybody else wants a bag of holding, they can take it. I'd take it. It'd be useful. I could store so much. That would be very nice, actually. <laughs> Uh, and Jill, both uh, Ullman and I can breathe underwater. So if you want the Mariner's thing. Uh, so the armor oh. that you found was mithril armor. Mithril armor, not Mariner's yes. armor. Yes, it is a breastplate. Okay. Yes. How, how heavy is a breastplate? You still wouldn't have disadvantage. Mm. But it is medium armor. Yeah, yeah, I'll consider. You can you can sling it my way. I mean, I'm not here at the moment, but you know, you can sling it my way. Alrighty. Um, and uh, as uh, Omen and I are disseminating the gold, uh, I, I'm going to uh, I uh. I've made things pretty difficult over the last few days, weeks, haven't I? Been a little rough, but I wouldn't say you have led us into a lot of dangerous situations in this quest, but we have gone in willingly. I was thinking on the island that I wanted to ask you to be a little more careful next time. I I know what I'm searching for now. Oh, really? That's huge. Uh, do you remember the cultists speaking about the uh, the Endless Lord? Uh, yes, the, uh, the Aboleth who was there. Skothka. We don't... We don't do religion. That's not something that we can allow to continue. 
if I was sent here to... I have to find this Abolith and I need to quarantine him. I see. That's That makes a lot of sense. And I, ideally, I would like to be able to do that before, uh, before the tool reached maturity. And I please. think we're all ready to help you do that as well. I think we can. We're, well, now that we know what we're doing, incredibly closer than we were before. Thank you, Roland. What are we doing exactly? Oh, well, I, I suppose we need to figure out where Skothko went after he abandoned uh, the cult. Right. But in the meantime, just sit around doing things for Omen? I suppose so. I, I guess we, as contractors to hire, are free to do as we wish until there's a new contract. Partake in hobbies. Research. I don't know. Go on a hike. I don't think hiking is going to take me where I need to go, but what about you? What are you looking for? Well, uh, now that we've been paid, I was going to draw up a contract with Acquisitions Inc. to uh, see if I could find some information on my family. Uh, and otherwise, I was going to be here and do art and hang out with you guys, I guess. I'm still your bodyguard, so I have to remain with you somewhat, you know. And just all of this, does that make you happy? What do you mean by that? I don't know. I was hoping you would. You would know. Does helping you make me happy? Or like painting? Or everything that you're doing here. I guess all of it. Well, yeah. I'm enjoying my time here. There's been a lot of danger and a lot of worry, but you know, it's it's far better than just laying in the woods for years and years at a time. So it's it's hard not to be happy. Ham is doing great. I'm happy for him. Uh, detect thoughts. Uh, don't worry about like telling me your thoughts, but Albus is specifically looking for what uh, both Ullman and Ham uh, mean whenever they mention that they're happy. Yeah. 
he's just trying to get a read on that feeling. Yeah. And then he'll drop it. Content with their state of being and enjoying their time. And whenever Albus reads that, uh, he is kind of weirded out by it. But he uh, he doesn't show it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Ullman makes small talk. Uh, what? I don't actually know if I know you have any hobbies. Is there anything you want to learn how to do? You've got a human body. You've got an opportunity to do things you've not been able to do before. I think I'm more interested with figuring out the things that I used to be able to do. Or the things I was told that I used to be able to do. Hmm. Ah. Read thoughts. Uh, help guide emotions. That sort of thing. Interesting. You could go around helping people in town with things you like being a teacher you could uh, i what's good as a teacher teaching meant a slightly different thing back in left lung though i could teach what did you teach Biology, uh, fishing habits. Hmm. A little bit of poetry. I am sure if you offered classes, there may be people interested. And if not, well, we can find something else to do. Thank you, Olman. Of course. I wouldn't want you sitting up here bored while I'm lazing my days out in the forest doodling ferns and insects. And then it's just small talk. 3,000 gold. Is that a lot? Yes, actually. This is more money than most people see in their entire lives. Like, even like generations. Uh, I want, uh, over the next couple of hours, I would like to go uh, to the, the shop, the shop that sells ham. Okay. And I want to get a supply line set up. Uh, for ham to be delivered to my house. Yeah. 
It will... The supply line will run you 20 gold a week. Or okay. 20 gold a 10 day. Uh, okay. The shop is the Faithful Quartermaster. Uh, Olman, are you going with Albus to the Faithful Quartermaster? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so as you get in... Uh, Albus, you are tapped on your shoulder. What? And you look around and you see Olman standing before you. And they extend uh, Olman's dagger out towards you and bring a finger up to their lips and just... I'm, I'm sorry, can you say that again? Uh, Olman's uh, form raises a hand up with the, uh, with the old hunting dagger that is Olman towards you, Albus, and then brings a finger up to their lips and makes a shushing, mo uh, a shushing sound. And they say, present! What? Hmm. like, motions out with the dagger towards you. Present for Olmen! Uh, mine, like, what do you mean? And... Ham uh, does not respond back to you with words. It is instead a series of images that look like they are crudely drawn with crayon. Uh, and the first instance shows the crayon drawing of uh, Ullman holding out a dagger towards a crayon drawing of Albus. Albus, you then have uh, this dagger while the crayon Ullman walks over towards a weapons rack. Uh, picks out a nicer looking weapon and then careens back over, uh, goes through the process of paying it and then goes towards you, uh, goes towards you, Albus, with the sword behind their back and then asks for Ullman back. I take Ullman. <laughs> and then Ham brings up a, a single finger to their lips and just says, surprise! And then begins walking away towards the weapon rack. What is he I, what? I think I got the gist of it. Uh, just be patient. All right. It seemed like he wanted you to be secret, so I suppose I'll let him surprise me. And then after you say that, uh, all when you see your body whip around, head facing you, it's gonna be a surprise! And it just goes back to digging through weapons. Until eventually, uh, they find a rather nice-looking short sword. And Ham has seen Ullman judge weapons uh, by quality enough times to just, like, give the facsimile. Like, puts the sword on the edge of their arm and looks at the sharpness of it. Uh, and then goes up towards the uh, faithful quartermaster and says, Acquisitions Incorporated, please! And, like, slaps uh, the hand down on the table. And you see Zendros just look at them. You mean it's just to just charge it to Acquisitions Incorporated? And big nod from Ham. Okay. Olman, are you all right? And just says, I'm Ham! Uh, and then turns around and then begins walking up with the sword behind their back uh, towards you, Albus. 
do you want him back now? And takes it. And then you see them, like, reabsorb the dagger still with the sword behind their back. Surprise! He's not gonna let me see it. Okay. Uh, I suppose I should let him finish whatever he's doing. And then... Are you gonna be okay for a bit? Oh. Yes. And then, uh, Ullman, uh, internally, uh, you hear the message, uh, new and shiny! But, but we can make those if you wanted to use it. The equivalent of a head tilt. I guess I'm not sure what you mean, new and shiny. <sighs> There's like exasperation sounds, and then you also get the crayon drawings where it shows you going to stab somebody, and then like the caricature of a goblin just sticks its tongue out, just and then passes over on the ground. And then it cuts away towards a crayon drawing of Hish, who pulls out a scimitar, and then the scimitar lights on fire, and then they begin kind of wielding it around. And then there is another picture of Ham looking longingly at this fancy new sword that Hish got. Uh, and then uh, a series of pictures about Ham's realization that they can also buy things with money. Uh, specifically new fancy things because they remember paying for a new fancy thing before. So they have purchased you a short sword. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Hmm. It's a good gift. It's a very nice short sword. You have a good eye. And chest, like chest full prideful noises. Uh, so shall we just put it on our hip then? And then Ham thinks about it and then nods. Well, all right. We'll, we'll use that then to fight. And that's all that Ham wanted to do, was surprise you with a sword. All right. I, I go back in and, and wait with Elvis. Uh, do do I have ham? Like the the food substance, not the yes. not the goo. Yes. Okay. Uh, if it, once I get the supply lined up, I'm gonna return to my house. Okay. And feed the jewel. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so you definitely like take it because the. Because did you bring you didn't bring the old jewel into the house? There are no jewel that are currently inside. No, of the house. Th right. Sorry, uh, they're under yes water. Okay, so I'll uh, go back to the beach when, then... whenever we have downtime. I'll go down there. Yeah, of course. All right. So uh, you are going to be feeding the jewel today. Is there anything else that you guys would like to do for today? Because we are uh... going to have uh, there will be about five days of downtime is anybody staying on the ship yeah Jill that's where jill stays always stays on the ship yeah okay then omen like shows up in the morning or, or like at noon and like makes food enough for like dinner 
and or, or yeah would show up each morning and make enough food that there's like three meals for you there nice um yeah i have some some downtime plans i i want to i want to do some reading and some shopping okay read and shop away so uh i'm assuming you were reading the books yeah, because, you know, I gave Hish my other book I was going to study, the Lizard Folk book. So, oops, got to study this book now. Sorry, Albus. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, make a... I want to say make an insight check or a religion okay. check. Uh, we'll go with insight. Do I get to add my uh documents or proficiency bonus yes so just yeah. add your proficiency plus uh a second time okay so plus 11. Ooh, 17. okay so with your 17 uh you have enough knowledge kind of looking through this uh that you are able to parse out the name that it has on the spine uh of this tome and you read it as the binding and then also using your knowledge looking at the second tome though you have not started it you see that it is named the breaking mm -hmm. okay love that yes you have now also reached the point where you don't necessarily need Ullman's help uh, to read more of this tome Excellent. My cipher is complete. <laughs> this is not excellent. Actually, I, I, I kind of like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as you continue reading uh, in the first book, you find out that uh, whereas Tharsden had been chained by those uh, that they held dear, previously now that there was this source of of pain and turmoil within them uh that tharsden's former friends banished him away uh but in his sleep uh he has made new friends other friends who also seek uh to bring about a new beginning effectively uh and you recognize one of these names as dendar uh the god of nightmares and chaos. There's a there's a little aside of them just like kind of being friends, but nothing more about that. And this is my bitch, Dendar. <laughs> we go way back. All right. Uh, and I think this is a good time for us to go into our break for the evening so i would like to say thank you to everybody who's decided to stick with us so far we're going to try and be back in five to ten minutes so don't go no place unless it is to grab a food grab a drink grab a friend or possibly go to bit.ly slash adventure merch pick yourself up something nice but as we've just established we are going to be taking a little bit of a break so we'll see you guys shortly all right everybody bye bye and we're back we have returned to the ghosts of Saltmarsh, our spookiest adventure outside of Ravenloft. So, uh, Jill, you have been reading through these books. 
uh and you have just been having a great time now that you're able to understand them fully using the powers of documancy at its finest albus you have set up hamline uh and ulman you and ham have gotten a a short sword that you would like to use at some point uh later on your first evening uh back in town uh ulman as you are uh getting ready to go to sleep you feel a ham excursion uh once more once more swelling in you uh and ham just begins to take a tour of the town just kind of walking around seeing all the sights breathing in the salt air uh, it's later in the evening now, and they just seem to be enjoying themselves. Uh, and it's at this point that they actually head out towards the beach. And you feel them just beginning to walk in towards the water. Uh, and as the water ends up getting up to your neckline, uh, there is a, again, like a crayon-sized, uh, stylized message that ends up uh coming towards you uh where you see ham is shakily walking towards uh what looks to be a very beautiful woman uh even with ham's poorly drawn uh poorly drawn visage you can still see that there are a set of beautiful sea green uh sea foam green eyes staring back at you uh, as the waves end up passing over your head, you end up finding Ham's body sort of discorporates into the salt. And your dagger and the short sword next to it end up kind of falling down to the, uh, to the sea floor. And your vision is covered in blackness. And then eventually you start feeling your personage reforming and you are once again in your native omen body uh and not in the ham body and I you see that there is up. this figure uh who is looking directly at you it is uh it is the middle of the day on a small beach uh that looks like the beach of salt marsh uh hello again and at this point uh almost like the tide coming in umberly just seems to shift over the sand towards you and she says olman don't you understand what they're trying to do they're trying to kill me and she like puts her arms around you and puts her head against your neck and as she does there's this sense of of familiarity that comes with her as well as a brief uh, a brief scent of salt air that seems to come with the wafting of her hair i jill and and that nasty nasty albus they're they're going to kill me Olman. don't you see you're I, helping them. I am helping Albus finish his job, which is unrelated. Then what are you doing? Helping Jill Fayen read from those dark books? I don't even know how I could read that book. 
doesn't matter. I... I was trying to keep her safe, Ullman. Do you understand who Tharsden is? Why are you threatening her family if you want her to feel safe? Do you understand who Tharsden is? Not threatening her family currently. Tharsden threatens sure. all of us. Constantly. They are the god of the end. Once the chains are broken, there will be nothing. It's a ruse, don't you see? Once Tharsden is free, yes, he might keep Jilfayan's family safe, and in his own way. What would that be? Obliterating everything. There, the safest they've ever been is dust. I don't think we're going to break the chains. That's not a end I plan to let come about. And what if Jilfayan keeps trying? What would you do? I would ask her to stop as her friend. She's not going to stop, don't you see? That's his plan. He's never stopping. He's always working to free himself. All I can do is my darndest to do my best and hope that I can guide others in a good direction. But I can't stop anybody from doing anything their mind is set to. I can only hope that I can be there to make them do the least amount of damage possible. Ullman. You s who did you hear that I was threatening Jilfane's family from? When... She described her resurrection. And you would believe a follower of Tharsden. They would be willing to say anything. Anything to make you feel like their ideology is correct. And I also understand that you would be willing to say anything to plant doubt in my mind. Ullman, we've talked about this before. You said Everyone... that I had to work harder. You said that I had to work harder about about being better for people. But that I shouldn't be a, a horrible sea goddess. And that's what I truly believe. But I, I can't preach you being better when you aren't. And she kind of pulls you, back from you. You need to try as well. What makes you think I'm not trying? Well, I don't know. I've been otherwise. asking questions, and you certainly haven't been giving me any answers. I thought for a while that you had just forgotten about me, that this was off. You bear my mark. It's how I follow you. It's how I've watched you. You bring honor to the sea. And I... I was watching over Jill Fane, but I can't anymore. Our connection's broken, and I I am deeply and truly afraid that it is because Tharsden. I mean, I know that that is who it is. Now my suspicions have been confirmed. Thank you. I'm sorry. 
for not being able to speak to you as often as you might have liked. But I really am trying. I'm sorry as well. It's very I'm... new for me. There's so much going on. I... This is beyond what any man should be dealing with in his late 80s. Oh, you... you don't look like you're past 20. I've been in a dagger for a long time. Well, how about... how about as a sign of my good faith we, we fix that? Well, what do you mean? The one who looks at me with such kind eyes. Uh, you know him as Ham. You bought you something him. earlier. Bought you a short sword. I smile. What if... What if I could... I could... I could fix this for you? Would that show you my good faith? I would... Certainly appreciate it. I know You're certain minds in me are set currently, but I bear no intent to badmouth you, and I also bear no intent to kill any gods. I don't really want the people around me to be killing gods, but maybe if they could get to a better place where they didn't have to be worried about that, Albus is always going to think about it. That's just guaranteed. He's an Avalon. That's their thing. They really hate you guys. And she just it, sort of shrugs. Like... A knowing shrug. <laughs> well, if you end up finding anything that is directly talking about killing gods, or you see your friend my my old follower, Jill Fayen, if you see her doing anything that would be dangerous, would you let me know? I feel as though you would know, but I don't particularly know how to message you. I guess I could just say it out loud when I'm on the ship. You, you Speak know what a I... phrase onto a coin and throw the coin overboard. Okay, I suppose I can do that. I just... I don't know how to convince people when every experience they've had is so bad. I can preach good so much, but they just look at it as, oh, you're lucky. You're lesser. You didn't have to suffer. I have been put through the ringer a few times, and I admit that my methodology might be seen and come off as aggressive. But it is because I care. It, it is coming from a good place, I, I swear it. By Lathander's light. I don't know who he is, but... It's fine. <laughs> I 
will continue doing my best. That is all I can ever promise. I know you will. You aren't just a simple tool, Dark. You were meant for bigger and better things. And at that, uh, you feel, uh, as she approaches, she just kind of like tilts her head down and you feel a gentle kiss on your forehead. There's a strong sea breeze that picks up. You hear the sound of the waves coming in, the water rising once again. Uh, and when you find yourself in your full form, your consciousness has been switched. Uh, you are no longer confound to a ancient hunting dagger, but you have instead found yourself in the body of a much fancier short sword. Well, this feels so roomy. I could have a loft bed in here. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Ham uh, will dive down. Uh, it seems like Ham was doing that thing that like very young children do where they will just throw something shiny into the water and then swim after said shiny thing. Uh, and it it appears that Ham may have been doing this uh, may have been doing this with your new form. Uh, hey buddy, I'm back. I'm awake. <gasps> and uh, a little more shiny. Yay! Saw Umberly again. Didn't expect that. She's so nice. She's trying, and I can bear her no ill will for that. And she she complimented the color of your eyes. You made a good choice. <gasps> Said you have very kind eyes. She thinks I'm pretty. Yes, you are very pretty. Ham Ham is just gleaming at this I honestly would love to have a sandwich right now do you want to run back to the ship and make something yes great let's do that okay and then the two of you then make your way uh, onto the ship for a sandwich uh, at this point it is very early in the morning I, like, scratch Bims, who is sleeping, like, in a cupboard uh, that I've made a small nest for him in. I, like, scratch his head, and I'm like, do you want some breakfast? Just Bims stretches out, front paws, arches the tiny little dragon back, does a very large yawn, and then just nods at you. And I start making some breakfast. Bims will lazily uh, saunter uh, his way towards the entry, towards the door frame, uh, and then hop out. And you know that Bims likes to do a few laps, uh, stretch his wings first thing in the morning, kind of help uh, get him up and ready to go. But eventually, Bims makes his way uh, back to you and then perches up on your shoulder and just. It smells pretty good. Should we make a ham or bacon this morning? Uh, and at that, uh, Bims thinks about it. And then uh, you get a feeling uh, sent to you uh, via a telepathic force that says bacon. 
I I look over at Bims. Bims just did, licks their lips. Did did you did you say that? Bims nods and then kind of like boops your uh boops your nose with his snoot. This is new. <laughs> shakes all right. Shakes Bacon head that no, it isn't. <laughs> well, I've never heard it. And then Bims just kind of you get a message back that says you're usually busy. Huh. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, bacon it is. Then there's just happy little chirps coming from this uh, pseudo dragon on your shoulder. I keep cooking breakfast. When when coffee is ready, I like knock on Jill's door. Mm. <laughs> you just hear kind of a groan as like Jill gets out of bed, uh, opens the door. Uh, I think the underneath her eyes are a little darker than normal because she's been up late uh, studying these tomes. It's just like, morning, Olin. Coffee's ready. And breakfast will be on very soon. Thank you. You are a saint. Bims wanted bacon. More on that at the table. Okay, I don't know if I have enough in me to process that right now, but okay. <laughs> he, he just walks back to the kitchen. <laughs> Olin, make a perception check. Eight. Okay. Sounds good. Yep, so you make your way back to the kitchen and continue making breakfast for everybody. Um, Albus, what are you doing first thing in the morning? Uh, so I just have a thing that I want to do over the week, and that's, uh, like, go through whatever proper channels there are to, like, set up a, like, freelance uh, tutoring thing. Okay. Um, I would say make a persuasion check. Ah. I have advantage on this. I hate glamour. Twenty-two. Okay, so word ends up going out, uh, and over the next week, you will end up getting uh, some of the locals of Saltmarsh who are interested in uh, in getting their tutor on. They're definitely down to to learn from from the great Albus himself. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, so are you joining your team for breakfast or are you holding off on your own? I'll, I'll join my team. Okay. Yeah. So it is just, uh, just the three of you at this point. Everyone else is either, uh, at the, uh, at Acking's headquarters, uh, or Ish is currently, uh, currently off doing a thing. So yeah, just the three of you. So, uh, apparently the dial tone has been busy and, uh, Bims got through this time. Talk to him this morning. How'd that go? Good. He wanted bacon for breakfast. He has a lot to say, actually. I was, well, 
never hearing it before. Uh, I'll mind link to Bims and say, I'm glad you found a nice person. And uh, Bims' slow head turns towards you and then just kind of like hunkers in a little bit more on Ullman. I I'm sorry. You said Bims talks now. That's a thing that Bims does. Oh yes, he's a very intelligent pseudo dragon. Just in my head. Well, okay. I suppose that's not the weirdest thing I've heard. It's just drinking black coffee. <laughs> uh I have a contract uh, I want to put through with Ex Acquisitions, Inc. We should put that together after breakfast. Uh, all right. That, that's if, fine. If, if it's convenient for you, of course. I can wait. No, no. I, I just had some shopping I wanted to do. But, you know, I suppose I have time. We can... Once this coffee sets in, I think I'll be ready. I have all the information oh. ready, so it should just be as simple as filling out some forms, I think. Oh, please, I could do this with my eyes closed and a hand tied behind my back, but you know. I I completely believe you. All right, well, that's uh, our morning squared away. Albus, what, what fun are you getting into? I think I'm going to set up something uh, just to do with the rest of my time i'm getting back into teaching or seeing if i can oh that's okay that's i hope you enjoy that interesting we realized that he had nothing to do when we were waiting around for new contracts, so uh, we had some good ideas. Oh, I see. Well, I, I hope you enjoy your little um side gig, I guess. Why is it with all of my characters having side hustles? <laughs> Everybody's gotta have a side hustle. It's a hobby, not a hustle. <laughs> Okay. Sounds good. So, Ullman, what contract are you getting help for from Jill? Uh, I need to put up a job. Okay. Um, I think we might have discussed this before, but refresh me on the details. What do you have and, in mind? And is um, Alvis here for this? Uh, I, I don't know. It depends if we... on if you want Albus there for it or not. You guys could either be like, oh, we've finished our dishes of food, so now let us clear a spot and then work on contract while we're all still together. Uh, or you could wait until Albus goes out for his contracting thing and then set up somewhere else. It doesn't bother me if he's there. So okay. if you just like pulled out the papers at the table. <laughs> clear out the bacon. Uh... I would like to put out a, a contract for information on one Leona Worm. Uh, she was last possibly in Mirabar. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, I suppose, what I have. 
And what about your um your ch- child? Do you... I have no clue. She would be older now. Uh but I don't know what she'd be named. I see. Okay, so Leona Leona Worm. Um any anything else you can give me? Any other points of contact you might be interested in trying to locate? Um that would be all I could think of. She was an alchemist. Uh she always wanted to, to move up there and set up a shop. Okay. All right. Um, right. Uh, that's it then? Yeah, that's all. Uh, it would be 500 gold upon completion, 250 incentive for taking the job. I see. And do tell, do you have anyone in particular in mind for this job? Um, I was thinking people might not need to physically go there, so I, I assumed it might be posted near there, but, uh, Albus, you're, you have the lore master stuff, right? As a bonus action, uh, I would like to ask my jar on information on a specific subject, in this case being Leona Barr? Worm. W-Y-R-M. A worm? Oh, worm. Uh, and I'm gonna make a history check, and on a success, the jar will play back a recording on that subject made somewhere, sometime, by another acting for monger. Okay. Uh, history. That's plus eight. Sixteen. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> uh, so the recording that you get, uh, is from from roughly six mm, that'd be about 10 years ago at this point uh this seems like this was one of the initial runs uh at lore mongering uh it seems like in its prototype state it was actually used uh while omendron was trying to go out uh and break into the real estate market uh, in more notable towns within the forgotten realms which ended up not taking it was a it was a poor investment uh, but uh, Leona Worm is brought up uh, as a a member of the disgruntled uh, of the disgruntled uh, tenants that are currently uh, that were at the time filing a uh, filing a class action complaint against Acquisitions Incorporated. Uh, it seems like this c- complaint took place near the Ten Towns, uh, centered out of Bryn Shandar. I relay this. Well, that's more than I had. I suppose that'll help. Thank you. So, maybe posting this around Bryn Shander. Yeah. That seems like... We'll do that. Let me just get my white ink. We can just... <laughs> <laughs> give this a minute to dry okay all right we that that's changed no problems there you ready to um uh send this out 
Yeah, do I need to pony up now? Uh, no, I, I suppose you can wait until someone takes the job offer and then... Yeah, you guys know that you were hired uh, in the case of getting the lockbox back uh, from the Iron Duke. You know that you were paid uh, speculative, speculatively uh, in the sense where the money that you were going to get was going to come once the job was complete. Okay, yeah. All right, well then, I will send this along the proper channels. Um and, uh, you know, I'll have them forward any information to me. Just write a quick little note there. All right. And she'll kind of roll it up in, whoop, in a little documancy shoot. Yeah, and it is sent off towards HQ. So, uh, Ullman, make note that 500 of your gold is going to be used at some point to pay off some adventurers, so you might not want to spend it, uh, just in case. Or do, and be in debt. <laughs> yeah. What happened to my escapism? <laughs> well, that was fun, refreshing uh, mid-morning work. But um, if you're all set, I have some things that I would like to accomplish today. Of course. Uh, do you want company? And, uh, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't say no. I don't have much else to do myself. Otherwise, I'll just head off into the woods and draw. Well, whatever you wish. I'm going to the faithful quartermaster. I'll join. Okay. Uh, Albus? Uh, Albus is going to, uh, like, these next five days, he's going to get his uh, tutoring services started up. So All right. he'll, he'll be busy. Of course. Have fun. All right. So, Jill, what are you looking for at the Faithful Quartermaster? Jill is um, in the market for a new weapon. Okay. Um, she's kind of interested in... Uh, in a in a chain motif so maybe like a flail would uh would fit her interests okay i dig but it but maybe like a, a flail that's better than a regular flail because she's got a little bit of money okay sounds good so i am just seeing here about what normally there we go Alrighty, so let us see what she has currently on uh, in stock, or if you might have to order something special in. So, do, 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 do. there you go. Yay, magic item tables! All right, so that is. I'm gonna use my ac ink dice for this. All right, so she has a spell scroll in. She has a plus one arrow that's just chilling. She knows that somebody's going to buy it. Uh, then she has a uh, what she describes as a feather token. Uh, so you would be able to, in this situation... Uh, use the feather token once I can find it. 
uh, to have it turn uh, into a variety of things. Uh, and this feather token itself is in the shape of a swan. And you know that in using it, it would create a swan boat. Oh. Also, a... not a weapon, though. Yep, not, not a weapon. All right. Then there is a very good potion. As well oh, that as... would actually be useful. <laughs> All righty. You see that there is a very, very dusty looking spell scroll. Uh, it doesn't look like it has been looked at in over a decade. Uh, make a make a persuasion check. Okay. Could persuade the spell scroll. Eighteen. Okay. Uh, so at this point, uh, Zendros asks what you're looking for uh, in gear, uh, mostly just so that way uh, she might be able to kind of like piecemeal something together for you. Like if there is a wet, like she could possibly take the plus one enchantment off of the arrow and then apply it to something else. Uh, mm. but just sort of like, what are you looking for? And she'll try and meet you halfway on this. Uh, Jill is looking for like a flail maybe, or some sort of weapon with like some sort of chain like property. Okay. Uh, that might be plus one or just, you know, be better than a regular weapon. Is there any kind of elemental effect that you were looking for? Um, oh, I didn't consider that. Um, hmm. Well, I can do enough elemental stuff, I think. I think just having the, the wacky wacky is fine. Okay. Uh, so, uh, with that in mind, uh, in order to get this plus one flail and like take the enchantment out of the out of this arrow uh and then put it into the flail uh she says will cost you 250 gold oh that's easy peasy and she just sort of shrugs and says you didn't want anything fancy what fancy what what constitutes as fancier like what what are the what's the package what's the options well your friend hish has a scimitar that lights on fire when they will it uh we have weapons that could alert you if you are going to be ambushed we have weapons that uh could possibly deal frost damage uh there's a plethora of of different uh damage types that we could do um a it's not exactly legal, mind you, uh, but there is a practice that we sometimes like to do uh, in Ayuz where uh, we have hollow weapons and then we fill the empty chambers with uh, a sort of liquid metal. So as you swing it, it's actually heavier on the ends. Uh, and those are rather fancy. I would say, but you won't be finding any of those anywhere in Waterdeep or what from Waterdeep to Boulder's Gate. Hmm. Okay, so it makes the weapon like heavier and hit harder. Uh, it would increase its crit range. 
Oh, that, that could be good. Um, I'm interested in the one that, uh, I guess, alerts you, keeps you from getting ambushed and all that stuff. Okay. That could be useful. Uh, so that would be an additional 300 gold. Okay, so like 550? Yep. Okay. Eh. And then she asks if there's anything else that you would like with it. Um, I'm also in the business of getting a better shield. Okay. Uh, for 300 gold, she could outfit you with a plus one shield. Sweet. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think she's all set. Okay. Sounds good. So yes, you are outfitted. Ullman, while you are here, are you interested in picking up any kind of magical items? Um... And she pulls out the, the plus one shield. Do you have any more of those? Let's find out together. And she looks at you just. This is the last one. Shame. Awkward between uh, the two of you, but still profitable. Can I put one on order? Yes, we can have one on we can have one on order for you. Uh that would take uh roughly mm, we'd have to bring it in. We could get it here in five business days. It works for me. Excellent. Uh would you like to pay now or when it arrives? I can pay now. How much? Uh it three hundred. Easy. He hands over a, a bag of platinum. Her eyes light up and just big spender. She kind of tucks it back away. More like I prefer less coins in my pocket. <laughs> well, we're always happy to lighten the load here. Oh, I'm sure you are. Speaking of which, and he pulls out a long piece of paper. It's like, uh, could I get all of these groceries delivered to the ship? Certainly. Um, with these quantities? Uh, yes, please. All right. Uh, how much are you spending on groceries? Uh, how much can I spend to have a very well-stocked kitchen? Uh, you could probably do that for very well-stocked, uh, like, well-off level quality would be 100 gold. Okay, great. Then I will spend that. She just shakes her head. Sure. Sure. She's more than happy to oblige. I'm cooking for many people. I would And uh, a lot of different palates. Fair enough. And, uh, are either of you looking for gifts for anyone else? Can I interest you in some dessert? Jill, you're muted. Sorry. You know we need we need potions, Ulmer. We need potions badly. We do find ourselves needing those more often than I'd like, don't we? I have a potion of supreme healing here. Only one. But 2,000 gold. Oh, okay. Maybe not wow. maybe not that kind of potion. That's ooh, that's pretty pricey. Um, you know. Pay what you get for quality. 
Um, maybe perhaps something a little less uh, stupendous. Oh, well, we have regular potions of healing. I haven't seen a greater come through in well, a few days. We'll, we can stock up on some of the, the, the regular potions of healing. I think that'll be fine. What do you think, Olman? You think that's fine? Yeah, that should work. Okay, we'll get. Oh, how many of those do we want? How much are they well, a piece? I don't. I don't know. You. You all lot look rather strong. You look like you possibly suffer uh, hurtful injuries every now and then. Uh, from what I've heard, you cleared out. You cleared out a, a, a well. What's now the Akink headquarters? You acquired a ship. You've invaded a lizard folk lair. Seems like a lot of the things that might be injuring you might be, well, dealing a little bit more than a potion of healing can really make up for. But, potion of supreme healing, one quaff, no coughs. Uh, I think they're more supplemental to us, to our cleric's healing. Well, that's fine. Clerics have always driven down the price of healing potions. <laughs> Looks away. <laughs> Competing uh, markets. Of course, I just wouldn't want anything terrible to happen to the lot of you without a potion. What a yeah. shame that would be. Terrible checkbook to lose. How many of the, the little the little ones do you have? We have four. Okay, well, you know what? I will buy all four. Excellent. That'll be 200 gold. Okay. Let me know if any greater come through, though. I will keep an eye out. And I will make it my mission at some point to hand out one to each of my friends over the week. Okay. Okay, I, th I think that about wraps it up for me. That's all the shopping I need to do. All right. So, uh, then, Albus, you are currently performing your tutoring. All right. Uh, so, one of the first individuals that approaches you for tutoring uh, is actually the guard captain uh, of, the, of the town, uh, who ends up coming up to you uh and says um i um it their name is eliander fireborn by the way okay uh and eliander uh kind of brings a hand uh across the the threshold uh towards where you have set up your station for tutoring or are you just like i'm tutoring knock on the door uh yeah, he would be doing it within the house. Okay. Uh so you receive a knock on the door and when you respond and when you open it, once more you see Eliander Fireborn standing in front of the door. This time though, uh they look down at you and say, uh Albus of Lethlung? Yes. Uh I, I'm I'm here for the the tutoring yes, opportunity. Yes, come in. Oh, come in, come in. Thank you. Um, 
I'm I'm going to be frank. I've I've kind of been putting this off. I I, I didn't know where to start. Um, on 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 how to do things, but over the last few days, I've just had this nagging feeling like I I should like you might know like you might have an answer. Uh, detect thoughts. Uh, he genuinely has a feeling of uh. Of relief, having come and talked to you. There's... I'm interested in somebody in town. And I'm... I'm no poet. And I was wondering if... If possibly you could maybe teach me. Sure. Um... And he, he'll uh, guide this person through, like, okay, what did they like? Um, oh, they love coin more than anything. God, who is this person? Make an insight check. Stay dumb, Albus. Ten. You're not sure? There are a lot of people who like money in Saltmarsh, uh, but by the end of your interaction, uh, based off of the way that he is describing uh, that which he is interested in, uh, you would guess that he's crushing on Captain Zendros. Okay. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to help him write a poem uh and that's going to be through uh bark inspiration and just uh yeah just just helping him out uh okay the words and everything i'm not sure what what checks both of us would need to make for that okay uh make a performance roll Astro 20. I'm glad you rolled really well, because I did not. So, Albus... Uh, with a d6 of Bardic Inspiration? Uh, well... Let's see it. That's still under 10. Wait, 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 wait. Is it still d6? I think yours is at a I think d8 it is. now. Uh, I'm only at level 4, Bard. But it is 1d8. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Breached the 11. There is some hope for this student after after all uh yeah you realize that uh that eliander's starting place for poetry is is like limericks but there isn't we can work with that his limericks are bad like they all follow the same structure there's no variation he's just trying it's like watching somebody trying to rhyme shoe and they just can't anew but i am not eliander but yes uh so as you are reading it you have that mental realization of like some people would describe and describe this man as hopeless bet and then you spend the rest of your day teaching eliander the the intricacies of poetry all the while he getting galaxy brained and he loving it it's a good time 
Uh, and then just, at, just just the one galaxy brain, just the one, okay. just the one, to to help him do poetry. Okay. Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, he explains that he has to get back to uh, he has to get back to his watch. Uh, it's just his time uh, to basically return, and he gives you ten gold pieces as thanks. Thank you. And good luck. And he says that he will update you uh, on how uh, on how his poem ends up going. Hopefully, he shall return with good news. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Then your guys's evening. Uh, you begin going into your evening once again. Uh, Albus, you have already uh finangled your uh your jar of whispers to now be the rank two jar there's a tiny little satellite dish that just sort of seems to consistently be scanning back and forth um and uh Ullman and jill what are you guys doing for your evening is there, there is actually something that i wanted to do but i forgot about it until now excellent do I have the spell components for, I can never say this correctly, augury? Or is that something I would have to go out and get? I would say that you would have them. Augury is okay. one of your class spells, correct? Yes. Yes, then you would have that on you. Okay. Um, I think Jill is going to like sit at her desk and spread the stuff out. Um, and she's going to want to um to cast it and um she's curious about what perhaps might happen if she continues to help albus along his path okay uh and can you read augury for us Yes. Um, let's see. You, so by using the components, uh, you receive an omen from an otherworldly entity about the results of a specific course of act. Oh, wait, within the next 30 minutes. Damn it. Well, <laughs> maybe I'll go help Elvis today in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, DM chooses from the following possible omens. Wheel for good results, woe for bad. Wheel and woe for good and bad. Nothing for results that aren't especially good or bad. Spell doesn't take into account any possible circumstances that might change the outcome, such as the casting of additional spells or the loss of gain of the companion. Uh, if you cast two or more times before completing your next long rest, there's a 25% chance for each casting that you get a random reading. You make the wrong secret, but no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, yeah, so if you keep helping Albus out on his quest, uh, will it be, uh, will this be advantageous towards you? Uh, and since the reading is only for the next 30 minutes, uh, you do not get a result. Mm. She's just like, well, shit. Okay, well, let me try this again with something else. What if I keep reading these books? Is this going to be good for me? 
you receive wheel. Well, let's... <laughs> Someone is angry! Um, she'll just be like, well, I suppose that settles that for now. And uh, she'll scoop everything back and crack out. Is she on to book number two now? Yes. Here we go to the, the, to the breaking. <laughs> I think that's the name of this book. Yes. You have successfully read through the binding and now you are beginning transcribing the breaking. And as you are reading through the, as you're reading through this text, make an insight check also with your documency. All right, come on, baby. Whew. Okay, that is going to be a 15. Okay, so with your 15, what you are able to gather from reading this, and it is, it has become easier and easier and easier over the course of this last book to be able to mentally parse out and translate without physically having to write it all down off to the side. And if anything, you are more transcribing with a free hand while you're reading just absentmindedly to kind of just, you don't need to focus on it as hard anymore as you're reading. And what you find out is that throughout all of time, there have always been chains. And there have always been those that break them. However, not all of the chains have all been broken before. Some have been broken and then rejoined. Others have been newly forged. It seems like these are in a constant state of flux. But with the events that have happened over the course of time, over the last 500 years or so, uh, with the first and the second sundering both happening so quickly, you know that the chains are in a place now that they have never been before. That there are fewer of them than there ever have been before. And you reach a page in, your, in this book that begins to then discuss uh potential locations for where these cruxes uh can actually be found these kind of conjoining areas and after you reach this point as much as you are wanting to will yourself to go on your eyes are tired and you rub your eyes as you normally do uh having reached this kind of point of of sleepy towards the end of the evening and as you look down at the notes that you've been taking, you've seen that the paper has been shifting the entire time that you've been writing, and it is just this long spiral of notes that go towards the center of the page. And it seems like after you hit a certain point when writing that you started writing over other notes, and it is beginning to look similar in the language that you are currently reading from these books. Well... Well, certainly gone and done it now, huh? And she'll uh, tuck the notes in the book and close it up and uh, try to go to sleep. 
Okay. You managed to go to sleep without any issue. Uh, then the next day, what are your guys' plans? Alvis is going to continue teaching. Uh, Eliander ends up coming back and lets you know that he has that he has given Captain Zendros the poem and is currently waiting for a reply. Uh, the next individual who ends up coming looking to be tutored uh, is actually uh, is actually Tabitha, and she seems to be. Uh, she wants to know more about uh about the local sea life and so she's willing uh to learn more about biology in this uh, she feels like if she's going to be helpful on a boat uh she might at least learn some boat things okay all right so make another performance check performance yes six okay uh so you are having a a bit more difficult time it's been a while since you've taught biology and the thoughts of how to explain the existence of these proto tool while dancing around how you know about the existence of these proto tool and more just mm -hmm. explaining why you don't eat the lobster in town uh is it's kind of difficult for you to kind of wrap your brain around these three, this three-pronged argument to have it meet at a focal point. Uh, but Tabitha is actually able uh, to kind of parse out. And even though she doesn't really know the full details of what you're trying to explain, she she knows well enough now to not eat the green lobster and, or try uh, any of the booze from the snapping line. She wasn't interested to begin with, but more so now. And uh, did she add galaxy brain? Yes. Cool. She got an 18 with her galaxy brain. Great. I'm a great teacher. Yeah. All right, Ullman, was there anything else that you would like to do for the day? Uh, I think Ullman just, like, takes Bims and Ham out to the woods to hang out and do art and chill out for most of the day and then comes back in the evening to make dinner okay uh and as you're on your way back one of these uh on one of these instances you can hear the bassy rumbling of the ostentatious cart that belongs to rosie beestinger of team c uh and she's making her way out of salt marsh uh and it is just this very fluid experience watching her drive this cart in front of you it seems almost like as they're going there is just this sheen around them like out of all of the places for rosie to be she is meant to be right up there whispering her secrets to coriander the almost horse uh making their way wherever it is they're headed all right i wave goodbye if she's in view and she turns and she just smile gives you this very reassuring uh smiling grandma look and just waves uh and then there is a yeah and you watch as the cart just sort of 
jaunts forward. It doesn't seem like it's necessarily playing along the same logic as a horse and buggy should. It seems like it is just moving faster as Rosie continues to speak to this animal. And that is what you're assuming the powers of cartography uh, will ev- would eventually get you should you have selected that uh, from the job listing. Uh, but yeah, you make your way back. You end up cooking dinner. Um, Jill, are you eating dinner with Ullman again? Or are you staying in your room to eat dinner? Um, I think she would want to stay in her room to eat dinner, but I think Ullman would be like, oh, remember what Hish said. <laughs> Gotta eat dinner together. And she'll kind of grumble and put her put her books away. Because she's been, she's cooped up all day. She's been cooped up all day. <laughs> uh, then as we're seated at the table eating dinner. So, uh, what did we uh, get you into? Ullman, make a perception check. Twenty. You notice that the that Jill has wavy hair always has ever since you've known her but you are watching it, it it you haven't really recognized it until now but it seems like the ends are beginning to curl up into almost curlier hair towards the bottom of her natural hair length and the other thing that you notice as well is that it's almost like there's something not right with her gaze. Uh, and as you kind of, with your obviators, uh, with your obviators keen eyes, you realize that there is like a, a faint reddish tint to her pupils. totally cool and normal things yep so she's just like oh um the books uh well it's mostly a lot of um you know uh talks and circles a lot um there's it's mostly just you know stories and legends and myths and what have you i haven't made much progress yet. Oh, all right. Well, if you find anything out, you, well, I guess you don't have to tell me, but I'd certainly be interested. Well, um, all right. Uh, I suppose. Um, after all, you and Ham did help me get through a lot of the first book. However, I find that it's easier to read now, so that's good oh you're getting a hang on it on it that's nice yes albus is sussed (laughs) albus is just sitting eating dinner just like detect thoughts okay what are your base level thoughts about this um i mean she's not being entirely forthcoming uh you know she's probably thinking about uh the words in a spiral and she's 
probably also kind of thinking about where she last left off with the um the the places of uh what did i write my fucking notes uh the potential locations for the cruxes i mean not like thinking in depth but just kind of like those thoughts are going by okay noted <laughs> noted But um, she'll just be like, oh, Albus, how was um, tutoring today? It's been a while since I talked about fish, but... I thought you were an expert on fish. And a fish person. Yes, but not. I'm not specifically an expert of, of the fish that are found around here. Oh, well, I suppose that's fair. Well, I mean, Tabitha seemed. Yeah, she's a very she's a very quick learner. Yeah, she seems like she made uh, sense of it. I could kind of hear talking about green lobster. Uh, making sure that she, as well as everybody else, stays away from the lobster. Sounds wise. Indoor, all, all the oh, lobster. Uh, first off, did the tool ever finish like digging under my house? They are working on it. They are. They currently have, uh, as far as uh, your point of contact, tool uh, has informed you. They have a small cavern that they have currently dug out and are in the process of receding to. Okay. So there are still lobster like out. Yes. Great. We're gonna fix that. Eventually we're gonna fix that. Omen, anything um exciting today? I uh I saw a fox. Came over, was snagging some of my beef jerky. I don't mind. But, uh, no, just a nice day in the woods. That sounds lovely. You're always welcome to join me. It's pretty out there. Mm. Uh, I appreciate the offer, but I feel like the sooner I get through these books while, you know, we have a chance to catch our breaths, uh, the less I have to worry about it later. So uh, hopefully I can cram them all in before That's we fair. receive our next job. Oh, make sure to cook you plenty of nutritious brain food. I don't know what <laughs> constitutes that, but I'll figure something out. Uh, it's unnecessary, but appreciated. Okay. Sounds good. So, your dinner goes by otherwise uneventfully. Uh, and then, Jill, are you just getting right back to the books at this point? Yep, she's just like, Ooh, well, this has gone on long enough. Time to <laughs> scurry back in. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, so, make a, as you continue to read through it, make an insight check. 
Okay, that is a 16. <laughs> okay, so with a 16, moving forward through this tome, uh, you manage to finish it this evening. It is one of those things where it becomes gripping to you and it is very difficult to put down as it seems like the writing itself begins to almost quicken like as you're reading it if somebody was telling it to you it would just naturally seem like it would just be picking up and up and up and up until eventually it reaches a climax and as you're reading through you find out that there are nine of these primary cruxes that have been left that at least that there are those that can be found uh one of which is in the small town of nightstone uh off about a couple hundred miles to the south um there is another one of these that are located in the anorak desert far to the east there is there are two that are located in the isles of evermeet uh, and then there is one in Boulder's Gate, there is one in Luskin, and I believe that the final one is located in Chult. Okay. And as you finish reading through all of these, there the last sentences that are on that are within this tome says how will you break these chains Whew. uh yeah she'll make a wisdom save oh boy <laughs> oh boy oh don't like e <laughs> 19 Okay, as you read this, you realize that your hand has stopped taking notes and is currently just idly making spirals on the edges of this page, and you feel yourself being drawn visually towards the third tome, this unnamed tome that you had seen before. And you get a sense like it is calling out to you. I close the second book. I slide it over. Okay. I slide the third tome to me. Okay. Is it still blank? You see that there is a vellum print that seems to have almost arisen on the surface layer of this otherwise blank leather that is in the shape of a large red spiral. And as you are reading the text that seems to make up what this spiral is, you make out that the name of this book is The Beginning. Oh boy. <laughs> and you have an urge to open this book. Is this like an urge I can fight or is this just like, oh, got to open it? Because you rolled a 19. This is an urge you can fight. Okay. She's going to be like, no, not tonight. Maybe later. Maybe it's bedtime. Let's 
Okay, let's try and push this back over here. Okay. So I'm going to try and resist the urge for now. Make another wisdom save. Oh. Shit. <laughs> uh, that is a dirty 20. Okay. You feel as you're pushing the book away, I could just peek in. No. Once I get started, I won't be able to stop. And you just kind of like push the book uh, aside. And you feel that that urge that you had had earlier to look into it fade. Come on, chill. Come on. Okay. Time to go to bed. Okay. So, Jill, you end up going to sleep. No issue, Albus. The next day, Eleander lets you know. So... Uh, Albus followed Jill uh, to her room okay. and was sitting outside of her door in case she came back out. But she never did, and he fell asleep outside. Okay. <laughs> Albus, could just knock. <laughs> Albus, you were going to wake up to a seagull just standing on top of you. I should go back home. <laughs> And as you go to stand up, the seagull, like, kind of, like, squeezes into your arm with its weird webbed talon feet that gulls have, and then just flies off. It doesn't seem to have been wanting to stay with you during this time. Uh, but, yeah, you make your way back to uh, back to your house, uh, and along the way, you end up meeting Captain Eleander, uh, who lets you know that uh, while Zendros uh, did appreciate his poem... Uh, she does not see uh, herself and the captain of the guard of Saltmarsh uh, being in a mutually beneficial relationship in that way. So he thanks you for his time and hopefully uh, he will learn to uh, to put forth his poetry skills for the better. Uh, then uh, this time the individual that meets up with you is Neris also from Acquisitions Incorporated, and she uh, she's interested uh, mostly in about tales of sailing and what could possibly lie beyond the sea. Oh, honey. Yeah, I got stories. All right. So performance check. <laughs> What'd you get? Nine. She got a nat one. Uh, maybe we shouldn't tell most of these stories, but uh, yeah, fantastic islands, treasure, pirates. So as you are, as you're trying to to deliver these stories, she's doing the the ADD brain thing where you'll get like halfway through a sentence, and then she'll ask you another question about that half sentence that you just said. And then as you're trying to respond to her each time, she is very boisterous. Uh, there seems to be a lot of energy coming from Neris today uh, when talking about uh, what could possibly lie beyond the sea. Uh, and at the end of it, she seems satisfied with what she learned, even though she only learned maybe a fifth 
of what you had tried to explain. But she seems content about it. Uh, and then, Olman, did you have anything else that you would like to do for the day? Uh, I think he stays around the boat today and tries to take note of if Jill is just in her room all day reading. Jill, are you in your room all day reading? Um, hmm. Does she go outside today? Um, I'm going to say no. <laughs> okay. So as you go, and are you going to the third book? I guess it's third book time, baby. <laughs> okay. As you open up the book to the first page, you see it's blank. That there is nothing on the page. What do you do? Is it one of these things where I hold it up to the light? No, not working. No. No. Mm. Hmm. Turn to the second page. It is also blank. Just flipping through to see if there's any sort of ink anywhere. And as you begin peeling through, you get to about the center spine of the book. And as you turn this page, the two inside pages are completely black. And as you look down at it, I need you to make a wisdom save with disadvantage. Oh, I hate that. Oh, I hate that, Indoor. Oh, God. That's a 15. So with a 15, you looking down at these pages feel that the world around you darkens until in your central vision is just these pages and coming from what looks to be deep within them very far possibly even miles of distance looking down into these pages these are not the standard black that you have seen whether it is in the color of your hair or the color of any kind of darkened leather this is the equivalent of vanta black just that impenetrable by light depthless feel and as you look down you see that there is a brilliant red color that begins at the center of the spine and begins working its way out and as this brilliant red comes up there is a spiral that is just forming around it and it seems to go a, like almost cone out and you can feel it passing by your head and as it continues to pass you by you feel that same kind of feeling of divine chaos just begin wreathing down your body in waves until eventually you feel yourself consumed by this blackness and you feel taut on your arms and on your legs and as you begin trying to move you hear the sound of chains rattling and as you look down there are nine chains that are current that have currently bound you and you begin to shake and you begin to struggle 
And as these chains shake and echo with it, there is a voice that you hear, a voice that you've heard once before, one that is calm and comforting and oh so familiar. And it says, Jolfeyan, it's so nice to see you again. And you recognize this as the voice of Tharisden. Well, I sure wish it was under different circumstances, she'll say, rattling. I never. This is how it was meant to be. This is how it was always meant to be. You've, you've read my story front to back. Both tomes. It's beautiful. Your, how do you describe it? Documancy. It has allowed you to see beyond what others have tried to glean for thousands of years. Well, um, I'll admit it certainly was um, interesting tale. Kind of sad though in the beginning with the you know, you all being chained up and your friends betraying you kind of thing, but, you know, discussion of chains, that was interesting too. Uh, this book, though, uh, is empty, empty book, minus this part. We have a different understanding of emptiness, Jill. Where you see an empty book, where you see an empty book, a wordless tome, I see pages ready to be written. I see an entire tome of documents ready to be signed. How will oh. you break the chains, Jill? And Jill, as you... As he says this, you feel that there is a weight in your right hand, and as you look down, you can see that there is a iron pen that looks like it is just dripping with this kind of black ichor from the tip. All right, so the pen's in my hand? The pen is in your hand. Okay. If I take it and kind of draw, like draw it down in the air, does it make any sort of line? It does. I guess she'll write, I command the chains to release me. And with that, you see that the letters stay and then they dissipate. And as they do, they slink down onto the ground and then arise as what looks to be monks, as would appear to be Osmandius leaf and the other monks that you have met before and you see as they approach and one by one unchain your fetters and as they do each one just takes their chain bows and then they seem to just drip down with ink into a pool of darkness onto the ground i'm surprised that worked 
It works because they were your chains, Jill. But how will you break mine? Well, you know where they are. That's true. But how am I able to break my chains and you not yours? Because the chains on you were ones that I had put on you. As a means of communication to show you what you are capable of. My chains will not be so easy to break. But the power is there through your written words. I see. So, so this book is mine to write my the beginning in. The first crux. Nightstone. How would you break it? How does it break? I I don't know. I've never been out to Nightstone. I don't know what this chain looks like or, or where to how does one go about breaking it and at that make a wisdom save at disadvantage oh Thurston be nice to me wait uh okay that is 14 so in this 14 as you were asking what does it look like? How can I go about this? What is the reasoning behind all of this? You feel a warmth crawling up your spine. And once it gets to the base of your neck, in the same way where Albus will galaxy brain and you will feel elation in terms of your thought process, it is in the same way. And as your eyes look up, you can feel that celestial radiance emanating from them. And you see a vision. You see a small town sleepy in a autumn, in a general autumn day. And in the center of this town, there is an obelisk, a large black stone as deeply colored as the night resting in the middle of the town. In your vision, this is what you believe to be the crux. That this is what is holding down one of Tharisden's chains. But it's so large. What could possibly be strong enough to take something like this away, to destroy something like this? And you think... And a smile creeps across your face. Obviously giants, it's so simple now. And there is a shadow that appears over the town of Nightstone that you see creep over as large rocks and boulders fall from the sky, peppering into buildings, crushing parts of a church, the barricade around this town is just shattered from these large falling rocks. 
and from the sky a, a castle made of clouds descends downward. From out of this castle several giants appear, and on either side of this stone pick it up, and then bring it back into their castle. For what reasoning? You aren't sure. But in your story, in the way that you believe this to happen, the crux is freed. The chain is broken. And as you come to this realization, there is a sense of internal glee, of pure joy that seems to emanate out of your chest. And as a laugh escapes your lips, this laugh has the same cadence of jingling chains until you feel yourself almost doubling over as the sound of these chains dies away and you close your eyes and as you do, you hear that familiar voice. You will know how to break them. That is my gift to you. And when you open up your eyes, you are laughing to yourself inside of your room. And on the first several pages of this large, empty book is the written details of how the Nightstone from the town that shared its same name was lifted by a couple giants. And that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. So, I would like to say thank you so much for everybody who decided to stop by and join us for this wonderful session of Dungeon and or Dragon. We have been playing this Ghost of Saltmarsh game for 20 plus episodes now. It's a good time. I greatly enjoy it. So, Reeves, where can we find you? What do you do? You can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash Reeves underscore bot, where on Wednesdays I'm trying to play through all the games I own, three games a week. Uh, all chosen by a rotating co-host. I try to decide if they're needle or hay, worth putting more time into, or eh, better left uh, in the uninstalled portion of your library. On Thursdays, I'm here with all these wonderful people. And on Sundays, you can find me uh, back on my channel playing through Divinity. We finally made it through Act 2. Thank the Lord we can start Act 3. It's going to be more of the same, but it feels like progression because it's a new act, you know? Uh, that's all. Excellent. And Cyber, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi, I'm Cyber. You can find me at CyberWolf1201 on Twitter, where I ship both most of the time, but I also talk about, you know, nerdy stuff. And whenever I go live on twitch.tv slash CyberWolf1201, it's a good time. It's spooky mode. Uh, we play video games badly and talk about lore, and it's going to be some spooky Luigi's Mansion lore. Good side. So, you know, spooky, not not spooky. It's still going to be a good time. You can find all the archives of that at youtube.com slash several trouble one, uh, where you can also find a podcast that Kyle Winton and I do called Let's Talk About It, where we get drunk, do parkour, and talk about stuff. Eventually, we're going to have to record another one, aren't we? I guess so. Nobody nobody asked for it, but we're still going to be doing it. Uh, 
You can also find D&D Beyond homebrew tutorials and some other stuff every now and again. But yeah, go check it out. I also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cyberwolf1201, where for $1, a one-time charge of $1, not a monthly fee, you can get full uh, conversions of uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist if you want to set it in uh, the city of Amman from Critical Role Campaign 1. Apparently people like it. And it's only a dollar. So, yeah. But for actual RPG stuff that you can see me in, hey, you found the Thursday night game. You can also find me on the Monday night game where I play Arshan, the Black Dragonborn, Blood Hunter, and also Serial Entrepreneur. He has a problem. He can't stop making businesses. How, how do I hold all these businesses? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Kylan, where can we find you? Hi, uh, I'm Kylan, otherwise known as Kyle the Knit, and you can find me hiding under my desk, uh, wondering how my life choices led me to this. But other than that, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter under that name. On my Twitch, I stream video games. I'm probably going to stream sometime, well, I guess probably at the beginning of next week, if it's Sunday. I'm gonna stream on Sunday. Check my Twitter to see what what game I'm gonna play. Um, other than that, other projects you can catch me in. Uh, right now, uh, the only other stream game I'm in is called Storms and Stars. It is an Alas for the Awful Sea game, which is 1800s sailing, sad times. Um, and that's Tuesday nights over on twitch.tv slash off underscore the table at 9 p.m. EST. Um, you've already heard the Let's Talk About It spiel. Go check it out wherever podcasts are available. Uh, and if you love the soothing sound of my voice and want to hear me in a different podcast, then check out Cape Lorelei. It's an Urban Shadows actual play podcast. And if you're not familiar with Urban Shadows, it's basically a monster political drama. Monster turf wars. Um... <laughs> Uh, and I play uh, one of the characters on there. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So give give my things a listen and a look-see. Thanks. Yeah. If you've made it this far, you probably know already know who I am. But if you do not, I am the indoor adventurer. And I have to use the bathroom, so I'm going to try and make this quick. We have an after show set up called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community at large that you can find at patreon.com slash indoor adventures. If you liked this show and this was your first time, consider going to youtube.com slash indoor adventures and checking out our backlog of stuff. We also have podcasts set up under the same moniker. So if you are more of an audio cast type person, and you would prefer listening to it there, consider going to either Spotify, iTunes, anywhere where you can find them. We're pretty available. Other than that, we do this show Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Consider checking us out. Until then, we are going to be going into that Patreon-supported podcast. Bajuj, the link is below, and we will see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye!